Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. Today, I'm going to talk about time in, well, not necessarily time, but we'll talk about tomorrow and the past and how all that applies to manifesting, how it applies to your mental well-being. Just how does the mind think about the past, think about the future? When we create an intention for something off into the future, something that's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year, does the mind actually wrap itself around that concept that you're moving towards something, that something's happening off into the future? Well, we'll definitely get into that. Actually, we're get, we're doing it right now. We're in that conversation right now. We're not going to get to it. We're in it right now. And I'm going to explain why we talk about manifesting into the future as if it's already happened. And why the universe understands that better than talking about it happening in the future or even when we reference past events. It never fails for me anytime we come close to the fall back, the daylight savings time. Now, I know that's not observed around the world, but in the United States, we observe daylight savings time. Something Benjamin Franklin came up with to have more access to daylight hours. Because right now, the sun isn't actually coming up. It's not sunrise until about 740 and then on November 5th, I think it is, we're going to fall back. We're going to move the clocks back an hour. So we'll all agree that it's a different time. Now, whenever we do this, I become present to the whole idea that time and the measurement of time is a mental construct, meaning that it, it isn't really going on out in the universe. And when you think about it, we use the calendar, we use the clock in order to reference events. Or in other words, we use them to keep track of events. We talk about managing time. Well, we can't manage time. We manage events. But that's not what I really wanted to talk about today, but it's in my mind, so it came up. What I wanted to talk about is the fact that there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Now, I like that term because it comes from the movie Rocky Three and I've been a big fan of all the Rocky series, especially the original Rocky. But in Rocky Three, he has been beaten by Clubber Lang and Apollo Creed. If you're familiar with the series, if not, just bear with me. Apollo Creed is sparring with him, attempting to get him back in shape, back in back in fighting form, back in Eye of the Tiger to get you know, to be a fighter again, because Rocky kind of gave up after he got beat. So Apollo Creed and Rocky are in the ring and they're sparring. And Apollo Creed is just kind of hitting him at will. And Rocky isn't defending himself. And he's like, come on, man, what's going on? What the hell are you doing? And Rocky, tired and dejected, says, tomorrow. We'll just do it tomorrow. And Apollo Creed says, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow meaning that we aren't going to wait. Now is the time. Let's do it now. What are you waiting for? But oftentimes we put things off till tomorrow. We put it off till next week. We think we're going to get around to it sooner or later. 
And you might say, I put stuff off until tomorrow all the time. I can show you on the calendar what tomorrow is. Well, you can see today, we're experiencing today, but when tomorrow arrives, it's today. And so the idea of tomorrow is just a linguistics reference. It isn't actually in existence. Tomorrow is not in existence. The past, yesterday, is not in existence. We can refer back to it in a sentence linguistically, but in actuality, all we ever have access to is right now. The idea of yesterday or the past and tomorrow, the future, is conceptual at best. But all this stuff kind of plays around in our head and in NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming. And if you don't know, I'm a master trainer in Neuro Linguistic Programming. I've been practicing NLP for, oh gosh, well over 30 years. I first got certified in 1988. But that's history. That isn't even real in our conversation today. Because all we have access to is right now. But let me go back to what I was saying. In NLP, we understand that we represent time in our head. We have different ways of thinking about the past. When we picture something a particular way, it feels more present or more uh, distant. And we can play with all those different variables in order to shift how we're experiencing, say, a past event or projecting out into the future. But for our conversation today, I want to really leave you with the idea that there is no such thing as tomorrow. There is no such thing as the past. Our point of power is the present moment. Now, something to understand about the subconscious mind, it really doesn't have a reference for the past. When you recall a memory, say you recall an argument, and you start thinking about the different things that were said and the different, how you were feeling in that moment and how you felt and what they were implying. And when you think about all that, when you really vivify that memory, you call up all the feelings in your body. You start feeling the adrenaline start flowing through your system, the cortisol. You start to get activated. You can feel angry to a certain extent. You're feeling all that feeling right now in the present moment. But this argument may have happened, you know, last week, could have happened this morning, could have happened 10 years ago. But you're calling it up, vivifying it in your mind. You're recalling it from the past into the present moment. And by focusing on it, you make it present right now. The other than conscious mind doesn't remember that it happened 10 years ago. It's now. This is why when I work with subpersonalities, aspects of the self-concept that have splintered off earlier in life to meet a challenge, meet a trauma, or to deal with different things that have come up in your life, parts of your personality have splintered off to assume a role to assist you in surviving for the most part. But that's why when I work with subpersonalities, I deal with them in the present moment. I talk to them as if they're currently present, because they are. And they're living as if that argument, that persona, that challenge, that trauma is happening right now. And so when it's activated, it engages its strategy, its whatever methodology it has adopted, and uses it right now, because that subpersonality is feeling the threat right now all over again. It doesn't remember that it was eight years old when it created this strategy. 
And this is why you might have one part of you that's living in the present moment, creating an intention, but it calls up a feeling from your past. And that subpersonality from your past shows up with a new intention to survive. And it feels like that past subpersonality is sabotaging the present moment. But no, it's responding from the past because the past is happening now all over again. The subconscious mind does not differentiate between the past and the present. It also does not differentiate between the present and the future. This is why when we make a statement to put something off till tomorrow, that oftentimes tomorrow or when we show up in the next day, we tend to put it off until the next day and then the next day. And we have this pervasive feeling that we're procrastinating. But we forget that, you know, four or five days before, we created a hypnotic suggestion to do it tomorrow. Not today, not in the present moment. But we put it off into some ambiguous fog somewhere out there tomorrow. In the context of law of attraction and manifesting, when we say, by the end of the year, I want to have a new car, it might seem to the conscious mind as perfectly rational. We just made a statement, by the end of the year, I want to have a car, a new car. So let's say we get to the end of the year, and what's our experience? Well, we're there at the end of the year wanting, wanting a new car. We haven't yet put that car into the present moment. It's all, again, it's off into the future, and we didn't actually create possession of the car. We created the wanting of a car. This often happens around weight loss. People say, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, they end up wanting to lose 20 pounds for a long, long time. They're not actually in the process of losing that extra weight. They're just living in the wanting to lose it. This is why when I talked in the like three episodes ago, the million dollar mindset of assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled in the present moment, this is why that works. Because the mind cannot differentiate between something that's vividly imagined and the present moment. Because we're basically representing the world into our head. We're, we're picturing things a particular way. We're hearing the internal dialogue and we have the internal sensations. And as we vividly imagine our intention as if it's already happened right now, the other than conscious mind thinks it's already happened. It's mine. It's here. It's, I'm just catching up to it. The other day, my wife misplaced a pair of earrings. We're either looking for her earrings or her reading glasses. And I usually always say, well, it's yours. They're here somewhere. I don't say that they're lost because if we say they're lost, then we can't find them because they're lost. And so rather than think of them being lost, I tune into where they are. And because I'm thinking about where they are and not where they aren't, I can zero in on them almost immediately. Feels like psychic ability. Again, this is important from law of attraction point of view. I don't think about where they aren't. I think about where they are. They're in our house. They're in our possession. It belongs to my wife. We just have to reach out and grab it. When you create an intention, you don't want to put it off into the future. You don't want to think about it not being here right now. But what are you creating? You're creating it not being here right now.
So in your mind's eye, you think of it vividly being here now. You assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, as if you have the intention. You're enjoying the fulfillment of your intention right now. And because we're programming this into our other-than-conscious mind, we generate the confirmation bias. The other-than-conscious mind begins confirming that truth. It starts looking for the opportunity. It starts attracting the certain circumstances to make that true. It's not a lie. It's not made up. It is the truth. And so it's seeking out the information to confirm that belief. Confirmation bias and reticular activating system are two mechanisms of your mind that you can engage in the process of law of attraction. And when you realize that there is no tomorrow, if you live it as if it's today, think about it as if it's today, feel the the certainty that it's here now, it's yours, then all your internal systems will go about to manifest that as true. Because as far as it's concerned, it is true. Now, let's say that you're experiencing a little doubt. You can't necessarily play that whole game that it is happening now. And you know it's just a little bit around the corner. It's somewhere out there. It's on its way. Well, it's just like my wife's earrings. It's not within sight right at the moment, but it's here somewhere. We think about where it is, not where it isn't. And where is it? It's on our way. We're coming to it. It's like going on a journey. It's going like when I go on a road trip, I don't think about, you know, where I've been. I don't think about where I am in that moment for the most part. Sometimes I do as a reference, but it's always a reference to how close am I getting to where I'm going. In my mind in the present moment, I'm on my way to Memphis. I'm not stuck in Dallas. Even if I'm sitting in traffic at what they call the canyon on I-30, I'm still on my way to Memphis. I'm just moving slower than I anticipated, but I'm on my way to Memphis. And in my thinking, each and every moment I'm on the road, I'm getting closer and closer to Memphis. I'm building momentum. I'm engaged in momentum. It's happening. It's unrolling right before me. There's no way I'm not going to end up in Memphis. Now, something I always find interesting that, see, I usually go through Memphis on my way up to Michigan, but I think about Memphis as my first uh, big milestone. Now, before I get to Memphis, I drive through Arkansas. Arkansas is barely on my mind. It's, It's like I'm getting through Arkansas. I'm not, like, I can't get through Arkansas fast enough. Nothing against Arkansas, but there's nothing in Arkansas that I want on this trip. And so in my mind, I'm in the process of getting through Arkansas on my way to Memphis. And so that's one little technique. If you can't necessarily wrap your mind around, wrap all your emotions around actually having your intention right now, you might be too present to the lack of it in your present moment. You can be in the momentum of it. You can be in the attraction of it, currently in the attraction of it right now. It's inevitable. You can you can actually say that. Say those words. It's inevitable. It's coming to me right now, faster and faster and faster. And you can assume the feeling of, isn't it wonderful? We've talked about this in a past episode, but the whole idea, isn't it wonderful that it's all happening now? It's all unfolding just as I thought it would. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it marvelous? It's all unfolding right now. See, I'm generating the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Even though it's not here, 
I'm generating, because it's getting closer and closer, I'm anticipating Christmas. I'm anticipating the gifts, opening gifts on Christmas morning. Sometimes when you anticipate a vacation, in your mind, you're already living on the beach. You're already living those days, those seven days, those two weeks on the beach in Tahiti. You don't pay any attention to the fact that it's still three weeks away. You're in your job right now. In your, No, no. In your mind, you're already on the beach. You can't wait to get on the plane. And when you're on the plane, you don't even think about landing. You think about what's going to happen when you're on a beach. What kind of cocktail are you going to have? Can you smell the salt air? Can you feel the warmth of the sand underneath your feet? See, in your mind, you're already there. And then you're on vacation. What happens? You're on vacation and you know you're going to leave in a couple days and you start thinking about going back to work. And what happens? You're no longer excited. You start dreading, oh gosh, I got to go back to work. I can't even imagine what's waiting for me on my desk once I get back. You're still in Tahiti and you're ruining your vacation by your projecting out into the future. You're living in back in the office right now. You have all your problems right now. No, they're not here right now. You're imagining that they're here. You're in Tahiti. Why not enjoy it right up to the very last second? Be present right now. Enjoy it right now. There is no tomorrow unless you create it as the present moment. So if you haven't yet listened to it, go back a couple episodes and listen to The Million Dollar Mindset, and it will expand on this idea even more. So until next time, see, next time, I'm already thinking right now, you're coming back. We're going to have a conversation again. It's inevitable. You're going to subscribe. You're going to be here. We're going to be in an ongoing conversation. We're being right now in an ongoing conversation. And so until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>